0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Eight year old Jake went from being a high energy boy who loved parks and playing with friends to being exhausted and unable to do the things that he once loved. While suffering from long COVID, Jake was diagnosed with pediatric acute onset neuropsychiatric syndrome, or PANS. And Jake's father, Paul O'Connell, joins me now. Paul, good morning. Morning. Um, bring us back to the history of all of this. Um, I mean, Jake getting COVID in the first place. So he's had he's had COVID a total
1: of uh, three times over the last number of years. The first, first infection was August 21, uh, and then he was affected again in December 21, and then again in April the following year. Um, and they've been things like close contact at school, someone from his table got it, so he picked it up. Um, but uh, he's, he's gone from the first instance was mild symptoms, c- recovered, but wasn't 100%, to the second time he got it, his symptoms increased dramatically um, uh, after the fact. So the, the technically he would have recovered. Technically from. he would already, he'd be testing negative. This is it. Um, and he'd be allowed back into school and everything. And it was it was my... It was my wife, Sarah, who started to recognise symptoms. She lives with uh, myalgic encephalomyelitis, ME for short, um, an exhaustive chronic illness. So she started to recognise the symptoms in him after the second bout. And uh, to be completely honest, I didn't want to believe it. Uh, I, I'm uh, Sarah is on a lot of bed rest and is not a well lady. And I just thought, I can't have, I can't have him sick too. So I was going, he's fine, he's fine. He's just tired, he's just this. But then I had to give in to the fact that he's coming back almost in tears
0: from school, and, uh, and 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 this is not a lack of ambition to have fun in school and run and play and all the rest. No,
1: no. Every weekend we were we were we were parks. We were football. We were frisbees. We were we were out and about. One of his favorite things to do was to was to head to Bray and do the prom and throw stones in the water and all that kind of stuff. And that all went um, like when you go to a. A birthday party with a child. The first thing they'll do is say, "Can we stay five more minutes? Can we stay yeah. five more minutes? Can we stay five more minutes?" He will literally be there about an hour and go, "When are we going home?" And the horrible thing is, in the initial stages, when he, even when he was diagnosed with long COVID, I'm like, "No, we'll say a few more minutes," because I would be chatting to my sister or a pal and everything else. But by the time I get him in the car, he'd be having a full-on breakdown. Now with the pans, initially that was like a light switch got got flipped because we thought he was it was some form of an. Autistic trait. Who's on the spectrum? Because yeah. his OCD kicked in. Uh, his 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 everything needed to be perfect. But his tantrums would be
0: physical. His uh, his outburst would be emotional. This, this was atypical for him. This was he wasn't a tantrumy no. tra- child.
1: You know, every every kid has their ups and downs. But bedtime was bedtime. Yeah. But now suddenly it was like I can't go to bed because I I have to put my socks in here and I haven't finished this show and then there'd be all hell would break loose and then he'd be so exhausted and he'd be in tears. I mean, I'm at the point with an eight-year-old where there are times I have to carry him up the stairs to bed or I have to cut up his food and help him spoon feed him. Or I have, to, uh, I have to help him brush his teeth because he's too tired. My goodness. And the teachers don't see this all the time. And I'm also at the point where I'm, I'm done kind of educating schools about, you know, the fact that he, only, he can only cope with two, three days.
0: So he That's can it. get to school, but he can two get or to three, days two, three,
1: two, three days max. Two or three days max because he's kind of broken after it. Even with the day rest in between, he's he's not always great. And it's the, it's the cognitive disability with anyone who knows anything about long COVID. There's this brain fog. And anyone who's had a flu, even forget COVID, forget a flu, and someone gets you to do a, a long division for five minutes, you're just like, I don't have the mental capacity. He doesn't take things in and it confuses him. And it, 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 it exhausts him as well. Um, so, yeah, we're we're down to every few days I'm helping him brush his teeth or into his pyjamas and uh, he's just a broken little boy.
0: Now, going back to uh, your wife Sarah's ME, yeah. what prompted that? Because it's normally a post-viral This is the thing. Syndrome. So she
1: basically, it's, uh, long story short, she had a flu she didn't recover from uh, uh, and, uh, and it took us almost two years for her to be diagnosed because doctors, like they're saying with some long COVID patients, they're saying, well, you have a post-viral illness or maybe you're just run down maybe maybe it's maybe you're depressed but she knew her own body just like parents know their own kids and it took us two years of fighting to get that diagnosed Uh, and she's been living with that for about seven years she's on full term sickness leave now she doesn't work Uh, but she she minds the kids she minds the house she takes care of all the medical appointments because she knows the the, the ins and outs of it and she's become an advocate in her own right because um, we have to kind of fight for this kind of thing but the the upsetting part of this for us is that uh, Miho Martin came out with a statement at, sort of at the beginning of all of this saying that uh, long COVID with kids is, is rare and that they tend to recover I and mean, it's not that rare and my kid because hasn't recovered y-
0: your wife being in touch with other parents who have children in this situation, she knows it's because not as rare. Been,
1: because I've been talking about it and she's been talking about it, we've had people going, you know, I've got a got a nephew in Mullingar who, who can't go to school because he's exhausted and, you know, what should we do and where should we go and the fact is that the
0: HSE won't even engage until you're over 16. There's no supports. So just because you're a child and you've all these symptoms and all these complications, yeah. because you're not of an appropriate age, they won't no, engage. And on, on top of the exhaustiveness, on top of the PANS, and the neurological breakdown... Um, uh, long COVID or COVID-triggered celiac disease with them as well. Celiac disease on top of everything else. Now, th- tell me about the diagnosis of PANS. So, where uh, did you get that diagnosis? We, we had to go to London for that. Uh, we were we were told that
1: um, uh, PANS could be we, again. Sarah did the homework on this because we went we went and we got him tested for um, uh, different forms of autism. We had him people look at him to see what maybe was a it was a psychological thing on on a, some kind of a spectrum. But it was a consultant here who said, you know, it looks like it could be this. So, but you'll have to go to London for that. So we had to, and again, this, this is, <laughs> all of our money goes on to consultants. We had to fly him over, which almost destroyed him because he's, he's not used to that level of adrenaline of getting through an airport and getting through a city. And London is a, Dublin's lovely, but Dublin's a town by the comparison. Uh, so we got him tested. We had blood work done. And to be fair, we did it. They diagnosed him in 24 hours. And then they came back to us and said, look, these are the things you need to watch out for. These are the markers. And one of the big things was, uh, was patience. I used to lose my patience with him when he'd act out because I get tired. I'm a parent and, uh, and looking back, it's not his fault. And the guilt I have for it is, is astounding because he was, he was just reacting. He has a swelling in his brain uh, and he can't explain, he can't understand it. And if something isn't exactly the way he needs to be,
0: then everything just falls apart. Now um, the the term pans pediatric acute onset well that means it happened very quickly pediatric oh, well, means understand. it's in a child yeah. but neuropsychiatric syndrome what yeah. exactly I mean you're telling me now that there is a swelling there it's physically discernible It's physically discernible so we 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 treat it with things like ibuprofen three times
1: a day uh, to to An manage inflammatory Yeah uh, uh, but um it's it is a it's, it's it's a it's an OCD thing, but then it's a, it's a textural thing. So it's even things like there are certain foods that he no longer eats because he doesn't like the the feel of them. Uh, and for someone then with celiac disease, his diet is even more limited. Um, and he says things like um, he doesn't like a lot of the anyone who's dealing with gluten free stuff. A
0: lot of the bread out there, he classifies it tastes like sadness. <laughs> so uh, so so the the question there, if you could reduce the brain swelling and you're trying to limit it with uh, ibuprofen, which is not the strongest anti-inflammatory no. that you can use, is there a stronger one that might be appropriate? Uh, I, or would that be dangerous? Yeah, we've we've been advised
1: under eight, etc., that this is the best course of action at the moment. Look, it, w- what we're what we're dealing with here is that it's about managing uh, his energy. If you take it like um, everyone has a Duracell battery and it's 100% every day and you yeah. do what you can with it, his doesn't run past 20%, and it's about making sure that we... We use that because if go, if he has to exert himself past that there's a breakdown and there's tears and there's trauma and it's 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 all it's all
0: just quite horrible getting the diagnosis how helpful was that to you and the way you are handling it as a parent I mean you have an understanding now I could see you felt the guilt over being impatient with yeah. him when it wasn't his fault yeah. but now that you know yeah. how has it moderated the way you uh, behave
1: we just have to it's, it's, we just have to be kind and be patient and love him. It's like there's times where he'll say, I'm, I'm too tired to eat. And, and any parent out there who looks, who's gone to the trouble of preparing any meal will go, Well, you know, it's in front of you and you need to eat it because it's good for you and fuel your body. But I have to trust him. And this, uh, he'll, he'll just kind of start spooning stuff away and then he'll put the spoon down and go, I'm Too tired, dad. I, I've, I've eaten enough and my tummy is full and I can't do it. And then it's just bring him upstairs and we have snacks on standby in case things change but it's just then it's sort of head to bed and see if we can get rested how common is pans um that within ireland i i don't know it's cropping up more and more um uh, and is it always linked to covid uh, it's 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 triggered by uh, post viral illnesses um, so there are other kids out there that have, parents that have been in touch with Sarah saying, my kid has these symptoms and what did you do? And we were in the fortunate positions, we kind of scrabble together cash to fly to London. But there's people across the country that can't afford to get to Dublin to find treatment. So they won't get a diagnosis. They won't get a diagnosis. And then you're, you're at the point where you're battling schools going, that you know, they're saying he has to come in three, four days. He has to be in school. He's missing out. Like every parent has a sense of... Uh, I, I want my kid to do well. I want him to have an education. I want him to have opportunities. I want him to be able to do things. I, maybe he was play football for his favorite team or whoever. I've had to readjust my way of thinking, looking at his his little life going. He's not gonna he's not gonna be able to do all of these things because he he's 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 falling behind in everything. And we know that, and we've started to accept that. And we do our best at home and we read and we do maths, but he's missing out, and we know he's missing out and I don't know what kind of a life he has but I have
0: to accept the fact that it'll it'll be what it's going to be but what is the the prognosis for pans I mean will it go away in time I know with your wife with ME and we'll talk about any genetic or familial aspect yeah. there might be to this uh, that she is still suffering from it on, on a long-term basis but uh, what are the experts in London saying to you about childhood it's uh, it's it's managing symptoms and it's it's it's
1: recognizing the the, the precursors as well and the things that may set it off. So it's making sure there's a routine in place. It's making sure that um, if he doesn't finish dinner, that there are snacks because blood sugar will affect it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's minding him. And it's, it was stressful at the start that we were kind of uh, compensating a lot. but it's, And then with the fact that he's celiac, we need to have sort of appropriate snacks in place. Yeah. But we're doing our
0: best with it but are they telling you that it might be time limited that the it will come to an end or do they know it's it's and it's it's one of those how long is piece of string it's
1: different for lots and lots of kids there are there are kids that live with it uh ongoing into adulthood and have to sort of manage themselves and then there are kids who will it will it will dissipate they'll still have aspects of it mm-hmm. and they'll still take anti-inflammatories but they'll have a better life um just like there are people who have with varying degrees of long COVID, who have gone of go, I have long COVID, but I can do three, four days of work. Or it's uh, I can work for three or four yeah. days,
0: and then there's people who go, I'm on full bed rest. The question of the the genetic component there might be here. Your daughter also got ME. Uh, my daughter got diagnosed
1: uh, a couple of years ago with ME, so she too is two, three days a week at school now. She's older, so she manages her energy. She knows that when sometimes that. Uh, if her if her pals want to go out and play with her that she'll go I, I can't today and she's got a great sort of group of accepting friends who understand that that's who Haley is and this is what she has to do um but uh w- with jake he's he's still at a point where if we do go to a park or if we do go for a walk, he'll take off at a pace because he's eight yeah and we have to kind of go don't run yet just wait um like for his own for his own birthday party this year, we kind of said, look, we'll do something small, we'll invite your maybe some family around but he wanted his pals because he's eight and uh, we were an hour or so into it and he had a full on just his body broke and he was in pain and he was upset and it was too much noise and too much stimulation he locked himself in the front room now not physically he just kind of closed the door and we had to give him pace so we had to entertain his pals in the birthday boy's absence but that's also what we have to do and we know what it looks like we know that their friends will go home and say yeah Jake how was
0: the birthday they go great Jake was missing for two hours but that's that's what we have to do now that question of whether there is a genetic component have you been able to investigate I, that um, at all there has like there's there's so much uh, different research and I, I i think jack lambert mentioned something about it but i'm not a doctor but it, no, it i'm would, just thinking that it would because, seem you know the, the, it would there, seem there that, are three in the family yeah. who have some sort of long-term post-viral syndrome yeah. that it would be almost an ideal way to try to isolate the genes that might cause this.
1: Uh, yeah, they they are doing biomarker testing in the states. It was released through one of the New York universities that they are looking at that now. How long that kind of research lands on Irish shores, or how they're going to test for that, or how people get involved in that, I I don't know. How long is a piece of string? But um, it's uh, it would it would seem it would seem prevalent. It would seem that he was disposed to this from the beginning and if we'd even considered it, if we'd even thought about it, I, I would have taken
0: him out of school completely. I would have wrapped him in bubble wrap and I would have minded him better. Um, the, the question of the HSE then, I mean yeah. you clearly need help.
1: It, there's, there's, there's nothing in place and there's no training for GPs as well and uh, you know, initial stages we were we were told, you know, it he could be upset by being back in school because his schooling from day one was almost online. Uh, and it could be they were saying it's, it's a disassociation thing, it's a psychological thing and you know your own kid. You know when your kid is playing up and you know when your kid is sick. So we, um, we knew, but they, the GPs aren't being informed that like, this is how, these are the, and there is a vast variety of long COVID symptoms and the best advice, and if you've got someone in your house with long COVID, exercise is out. Let the body rest in the same way that if you had a flu, the last thing you do is get on your exercise bike or go for your walk or go for your run. Let your body rest and recover because you need to power it up for that 20% for the
0: next day. Um, Some of the texts I've just uh, seen pop up on the screen. My 14-year-old daughter had long COVID for two and a half years. She contracted COVID when she was 11. She currently can't get out of bed with debilitating fatigue and constant chest pain, hasn't been in school this year at all. Because she's a child, she's completely fallen through the gaps. No support or backing from the HSE. We have exhausted all avenues and feel completely helpless. Since February, we are under the private care of Dr. Jack Lambert. No real signs of improvement, but We Are Forever Hopeful that's from Pat in Black Rock My family has been hit terribly hard my two eldest kids have been sick since early 2020 my third diagnosed with type 1 diabetes post-Covid I've developed an autoimmune thyroid disease I gave up my job to care for the oldest two with long Covid and my carers allowance and DCA pays for the extortionate private fees assessments and ridiculously priced medication there is no help at all for our children my daughter is awaiting emergency therapy with Pieta House and my son who's 16 is on Prozac both since diagnosed autistic the decline in their mental health is uh, exacerbated by the gaslighting by healthcare professionals something needs to change they have both left school due to chronic fatigue good morning thank you for having this guest on I have ME for 10 years now I've had to give up my entire career it's so misunderstood even by the medics I have to inform them constantly this really needs to be highlighted it's ME Awareness Month too so thank you for that my wife has this hasn't worked a day since September nobody believes us not doctors family or friends currently awaiting her income protection I feel like Michael Douglas in Falling Down Uh, every day I feel that no help anywhere for us Uh, cancelled the book consultation because we have no money so you're not alone but no. it's a terrible no. situation To one be of the in. things I
1: say to people is uh, and I joke about it I say I'm not allowed to get sick you so know. I wear a mask on the Lewis I wear a mask if, if, if shopping is busy I tend to go uh, doing the, the big shop uh it's stupid o'clock early mornings on a Saturday when Tesco or Dunn's or whoever is remarkably empty. So I have a space myself, but I can't bring anything into that house because they're all immune compromised. So it's, it's uh, uh, we were sort of talking off air. It's that thing where you, your, their adrenaline is kind of constantly humming just to get them through a solid day, which means if your whole body is fighting just to stay upright, it, it can't battle anything else coming in. So gastroenteritis, sore throats, uh head colds they will get anything at the drop of a hat so I can't I can't get sick at all um, uh, so I I tend to
0: my wife jokes and she goes as long as you're upright we're fine we're good well long may that continue yeah under really extreme circumstances Paul the, the, thank you very much for sharing Jake's the, and your have, stories with
1: one, you one tiny us. thing just for the hey Jesse yeah. and I will run then apologies that uh, people say they didn't see any of this coming. Every year there's a flu season and out of that flu season there's a minuscule percentage of people who never recover. They they get a post viral illness, they don't bounce back uh, and those people are kind of forgotten about and these people are messaging you saying that they have ME or fibromyalgia or whatever it is because their bodies didn't recover. With COVID, that was on the cards. Yeah, That was always going to come that there were people that were never going to recover from this virus. And yet, people are kind of like surprised by it. It's like, and they will. I'm so scared they're going to get just pushed by the wayside. But thank you so much for having me,
0: Paul. Thank you.
1: The Pat Kenny Show with
0: Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.